Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. The connection between you and your therapist matters. That's why Alma focuses on helping you find the right someone to talk to, not just anyone. When you browse their online directory, you can filter your search by what you want to focus on, like anxiety, relationships, or big life transitions. You can also specify preferences around gender, race, faith, and more to help you find someone who's more likely to understand where you're coming from. Alma also makes it easy for therapists to navigate insurance. That's why 95% of providers in their directory accept insurance for sessions, so you can find care that's affordable too. You want to talk to someone, but not just anyone. Alma is there to help you find the right fit. Visit helloalma.com slash not just anyone to schedule a free consultation today. That's helloalma.com slash not just anyone. Okay, Sal, to close things out, I figured this would be the perfect time to run a little bit of a mock draft. Just a very quick simulation here. I am using the ESPN's draft simulator right now. I just started it. So it'll take, I don't know, 15, 20 seconds or something. And then we'll see who's available when the bills are on the clock at 27. Now we talked about it earlier. Who knows if the bills will even stay at 27, but for the sake of the conversation, I feel like it's helpful for people to know kind of what players are around that range, what players could be available, what players couldn't be available. Is there anybody who you're leaning towards right now without seeing the simulation of like, man, I hope the bills can get that person. Or I think they should get that person. You know, I keep looking at the linebackers and Jack Campbell's been the name, but a name I've been leaning to a little bit lately is drew Sanders. The other linebacker, the guy from Arkansas, you know, he actually, you know, who his comp is at NFL.com from Lance Zerline. Do you know who drew Sanders comp is? Tremaine Edmonds. It is. It's Tremaine Edmonds. Right. Which is amazing. And he is, he he's, he's ranger. He's six, four, he actually, to me, and I'm not comparing him to the player, but the way you could use him would be very similar to the way they use Lorenzo Alexander off the ball, on the ball, different kinds of things. And he has a higher ceiling as an athlete and than Lorenzo. And that's no offense to Lorenzo. We love him, obviously. Um, but he's somebody. And then, and then I think about the receivers and the tight ends and the pass catchers, the weapons, like I'm interested in that and who's left on the board. If, if I can't imagine Jackson Smith and Jigba is still there. No, nope. I'm fascinated by if the bills, what they feel about Zay flowers, what they feel about Michael Mayer or Darnell Washington, guys like that. Okay. Well, I think if this is how the board fell, bills fans would probably be the most interested in potentially trading back. That is if you're not interested in taking a defensive lineman. So the top players available in this simulation are Miles Murphy, the defensive end, and Will McDonald, the other defensive end. Both pretty highly rated players, but also defensive ends. And the Bills have spent a lot of resources on defensive end over the years. So I really can't see them doing that. The top player available here, besides the linebackers, that I think would make sense for the Bills, is Jordan Addison, the wide receiver from USC. But a lot of people have said Jordan Addison reminds them a little bit of Stephon Diggs which you love Stefan Diggs. He's an unbelievable player, but are you looking for somebody with that same same skill set? So given how this one played out, I think I would be more interested for the Bills to move back and then Mm -hmm. try and get one of those linebackers and then recoup some other sort of asset, whether it was another second round pick or a third round pick. Like we talked about earlier, you've only got six, so it probably doesn't hurt to add a pick or two. 
Mac, my favorite idea is to move back. Like, that's my favorite idea of anything. I, I think the Bills should try to move back. I think they need more picks. I think that this isn't a great draft class. I think the sweet spot is in the middle rounds. It would all add up. Problem is you got to have a trade partner to move back. And if everybody's yeah. feeling that way, nobody's going to really want to do that because then teams got to move up. And you're not really getting necessarily as quality values you might in other drafts. I've also heard that next year's draft is actually really good compared to this year's draft from the projection standpoint. Mm-hmm. So maybe you pick up a pick next year if you can somewhere along the line, if you can do that by moving back. So, you know, that might be enticing to another team that might say, okay, well, it's less capital. We have to go up this year. Um, that is my favorite idea. But if we're talking players, um, those are the players that I would look at. And I would be opposed to like a, a Jordan Addison, but I don't love it in the first round. But at the same time, I mean, if, if you're stuck, stuck, right? If you're stuck having to take a player and you're there, do you got to grab a guy? Well, I mean, you know, there, there's worse ideas and, and guys that could come in on your team and fill a spot that I think is needy. I just feel like you can have your cake and eat it too here. Like, I think you can take a player in the first round, late in the first round, and still have a chance of getting one of those linebackers. Now it's going to be a stretch, but I think my best case scenario for the Bills is that they get some sort of offensive player in the first round at 27, and then they make a move to get one of those linebackers in the second round, even if it means trading up in the second round. Because to move up in the second round isn't going to cost you nearly as much, obviously, as it would to move up in the first round. So in my head, I think this would be a really big win for the Bills if you could get either like a Darnell Wright or uh, Jordan Addison or Zay Flowers or a Michael Mayer. And then you can also get one of those linebackers. I just don't know if it would be a success for me if they went into this draft and you know their top player was Jack Campbell or Drew Sanders. And that's not meant to be a right. knock on either of them. Right. But I almost just think back to the year where they traded. The value's not really there, right? That's Well, I think back to the year where they traded for Stefan Diggs. They didn't have their first-round mm-hmm. pick. And then they took A.J. Epinesa, who going into that draft, a lot of people thought was going to be a first-round pick. Then he slid to them, and we were all sitting here. I'm guilty of this, too, being like, wow, this was a first-round talent, and they got him in the second round, and it fills a need. This feels like a win. Well, up to this point, A.J. Epinesa has not lived up to the expectations. And I'm not saying that Jack Campbell or Drew Sanders are in that same boat. I just feel like you have an opportunity to get two of those types of impact players. I mean, Brandon said it on Tuesday when we talked to him. You expect a second-round pick to start for you within a year. You expect a first-round pick to start for you most of the time right away. I think you need to be getting two guys who can start for you right away in this draft, given the window that they have. You know what would be great for the Bills if guys from last year's draft class really stepped up, like Kyrie Lum, and then James mm-hmm. Cook becomes like that's a that's a big part of this, right? I mean, yeah. to, to your point about these guys coming in and having to make big impacts right away. All right, so my favorite idea is to trade down. Is there a player though that could reasonably be there around 20, 21? Brandon used that that spot as an example. That's why I'm using it. He said, once you get like six, seven picks ahead. You're going to kind of know if there's going to be a guy there, whether you should go up and get somebody or maybe you start thinking about coming back. Is there a guy that could conceivably be there around 2021 that you'd say, you know what? I think if that guy's there, I think I need to trade up for him. Well, you know what? I'll tell you based off of just the simulation that I ran, the picks at 19, 20, 21 were Nolan Smith, the linebacker, but then Zay Flowers and Quentin Johnson. So two wide receivers and then Brian Brees, the defensive tackle. So like, these are all players who I think would make an immediate impact on the bills. I don't think I would be interested in jumping up for any of those players because I just quite frankly, don't know enough about Zay Flowers and Jordan Addison to know if one is substantially better than the other one, or if one would be a way better fit for the bills, the only one who I'm really ready to like pound the table on 
is Smith and Jigba. Like if he was available, if he, you know, if there was, let's say one wide receiver goes before him and he's available late in the teens, early in the twenties, I would be okay if they gave up their first round pick and a third round pick to go up and get that guy, because I think he could be an immediate difference maker. Yeah. I don't think the guy will be there that I'm thinking of. Oh, okay. I think it's Darnell Wright. I I think that, you know, actually it's, it's Baldy who convinced me of this from being honest. Right. I mean, I'll be honest with you. Like I, I wasn't necessarily thinking that way, but the way Baldy talked about him, I'm going to trust Brian Baldinger here. And I'm going to say, look, I think that would be a guy like if, if you can get him and he's there at 2021, I know they have all this faith in Spencer Brown. They talk about, but it sounds to me just listening to him and reading up about him and how he dominated Anderson when they played each other, who's going to go in the top two or three, it seems like. I think that's the guy that if he starts falling, I think I'm saying, you know what? Go get him. Yeah, I don't disagree with that. I think Brian Baldinger knows a thing or two about, you know, yeah. playing at the line. So I will trust his read on that. And I do think that that would be a very valuable addition for the Bills if he was going to start to slip in the first round, it just let's see in this projection where he went, it was probably super early. Cause I didn't even just notice did it. one myself as I was on the line with you here, as we were talking mm-hmm. I was, and you were talking um, and he went, where is he? Actually, he went 18 and mine. He went 18 to the lions. Okay. Well he on mine, let's see. I got Johnson, Johnson, Porter, right? Oh, there he is 17 to the Steelers here. So that seems to be about the sweet spot. I think that, Hoping for him to get to 20 is probably a little bit too ambitious. I don't know if 20 is too ambitious, but 27 is too ambitious. <laughs> That's for sure. Yeah. But I think That's even sure. 20 or 21 might be if you want to even think about, you know, trading up in that scenario. It is funny. There's still all the Bijan Robinson talk out there, right? I mean, we've seen it. We've seen, I've seen three mocks in like the last two days, three days that have had Bijan Robinson to the Bills. Where there's smoke, there's fire. I, I don't think that all of these people doing these mocks are putting him there because they've seen other mocks with him there, but it's interesting to me. It's interesting to me that for the last several years, there have been running backs that are highly touted prospects continuously connected to the bills. And a lot of people have said it would be a perfect fit. I won't, you know, throw, I won't flip the table if that's what they do, but I will be a bit skeptical if that's the decision they make, but, You know, only time will tell. Here's the thing that becomes interesting, though. We already were talking about how many first round grades Brandon says that they have. And if they don't have a lot and Bijan Robinson is one of your first round grades and he's the only one, I think I would be okay if they did that instead of traded back. Hmm. Like, let's say they have, let's say that, yeah, yeah, yeah. This is a good point. 18 18 players with first round grades. Like, let's say they have 18 players with first round grades and B. John Robinson is one of those players and you're sitting there at 27, you're yeah. trying to move back, but you don't have a deal you love. Then you go, Hey, screw it. We're going to take the one guy who's got a first round grade on the board yeah. and we're going to be set at running back for the next five years. Okay. Two things. Number one, I, I'm glad you brought this up because if I disagreed with you, I'd be a hypocrite because the draft's about value for me. I always say that it's about value. You're not taking a quarterback if he's there at that spot, but mm-hmm. yeah, I mean, that's a, great player for his position and the draft is about value. And I always say like, I don't think the value is necessarily there to draft a running back in the first round, but when you're talking to a guy, you have that highly graded. If he's there and he's the only one, then you do it. The other part of that is I always am afraid that when I say that, when I say, you know, I don't really think you should take Bijan Robinson at 27. I just don't think running back, you know, it's a bills. It's a quarterback centric offense. You know, you can get running backs later. 
that that does not mean I hate Bijan Robinson. I love him as a prospect. He's actually probably my favorite player this entire draft because he's so dynamic, and I want to see what he's going to evolve into in the NFL. So I don't ever want to come across as that. So I'm okay with that. If if he was there and I knew the Bills board and it was looking there, I was looking at it, and Bijan Robinson is rated 18, 19, and the next highest player is rated like 25, I think I'm probably doing it. I just think at the end of the day, even though it's not great asset management to use a first round pick on a running back and history has told us that it's also a very short term impactful position. And for the window, the bills are in, if they draft B. John Robinson, B. John Robinson will get more touches for this team than any wide receiver they could draft and any tight ends they can draft. That's just the reality of it. And if you're still trying to win a Super Bowl this year, which you're going to be trying to win a Super Bowl, obviously, every year when you're in this window with Josh Allen, but as you're still very much in this window, find guys who can make an impact immediately. Because Mm -hmm. last year, quite frankly, they didn't get enough of an impact from any of their rookies. All right, so let's uh, wrap this up here. And uh, if you have anything else on the draft you want to do, but I, I want I have one question for you that's a little bit off topic before we head on out of here. No, you can hit me with the off topic question. I think you know exactly where I'm going. We are recording this right now on a Tuesday night, the opening night of the Lightning Maple Leafs series. Yes, yes. The final score, as I talked to you right now, it just ended seven to three. Yeah. Tampa has defeated Toronto. Your reaction, Mr. Bobe. Okay. So a lot, you know, I love hockey. We talk about yeah, hockey yeah. and podcasts pretty frequently. Yeah. I think Toronto is the better team. I really, yeah. really do. Now, they just got laughed out of their own building by the Lightning. There is something to be said about Tampa Bay knowing how to play playoff hockey and Toronto not being able to play that style of game. I think there's validity to that. And what I'm going to say is this keeps tying back to the point for me of really missing an opportunity for the Sabres because I think you need to learn how to play that game. And I think even if you would have went and got dominated by Boston, it would have been a very valuable learning experience for a young group that is trying to become one of those upper echelon teams. So that kind of stinks for the Sabres, but whatever, brighter days are ahead. Number two, even though Toronto got laughed out of their own building, I will not write them off because I truly believe they are the more talented team right now. I know Tampa's had a ton of success and Toronto could only hope to be what Tampa has been these last several years with the Stanley cups, but it's one game. You know, if they go down Oh two and they lose that game seven to three, then I think everybody, cause they're already going to be losing their minds after this game. Yeah. Then they need to start That's figuring why. out like, there needs That's to be minutes. then like if they lose this series, especially if they get blown out in this series, there might need to be a seismic shift with the Toronto Maple Leafs roster. And I don't know how uh, that happens, but you can't keep doing the same thing over and over again and keep losing in the first round over and over again. Matthews and Neeland are both going into the last year of their deal next year. So you're right. I mean, there's may could be something, but look, I'm here for it. I'm here for, I want to see the meltdown. I want to see what it looks like if Toronto doesn't get out of this round. I do not want the Lightning to win the cup. I do want them to win this series. Let me they ask are you. more they are more talented Tampa. I'm sorry, Toronto, but not in goal. 
And when Tampa's playing their best hockey, they're still damn good. The problem is they haven't played their best hockey in quite some time now. No, they're not a very consistent team right now, but they're consistently dominant in the playoffs, except for that one year that they lost to Columbus. Let me ask you this question before we wrap up. I predicted before the playoffs started Bruins Golden Knights in the Stanley Cup. If that were to happen, who do you root for? I root for the power to go out. <laughs> I don't have to watch it. Not in the not the arena. Don't anybody get hurt. Oh boy, there. No, it's tough. Oh my god, it's gosh. tough. You know what? You know what? Um, I think I believe it or not might root for Vegas because that's it's fair. Just, whatever. I mean, give Jack his cup. We're gonna get one one day. I'm just so tired of Boston. I just can't do it. I just can't huh? do it. Huh? Really. You know? Can't believe you said that. Yeah. I do like Bergeron. I don't like, obviously do not like uh, Marshawn. Here's my take on the Bruins. I like Pasternak. And, and you know, Lena Solmark. I might, I'd be okay with Lena Solmark winning it, but it's just Boston, man. It's just Boston. Here's my take on the Bruins. If you took that exact team and put them in any other city with any other jersey on, they would be a very likable group. Yeah. Like because they play in ball. Like people, obviously, Linus Olmark, Pasternak, Bergeron, Felino. There's so many likable McAvoy. Like there's a lot of likable guys on that team. But here in Buffalo, people despise the Bruins, rightfully so. Totally get it. But as an actual team, besides Marshawn, like there's really not a lot of guys yeah. that people hate. It's just that it's the Bruins. And then you've got on that other team, the guy that, a lot of people here hate. So I might change be- my mind if it got to it. Like I could see myself watching that series and going, no, 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 I'm not rooting for Jack. I just can't do it. I go, I'll, I'll root for Boston. I could do yeah. that. Let everybody, let everybody think on that one as we uh, <laughs> say goodbye to you here. But thank you for listening to another episode of it's always game day in Buffalo. Yeah. Jack let's can we thank, can we thank Lucas Luke- here. Our, our, our producers do you know he's, he's done an amazing job. We had a lot going on tonight. A lot. And- thank you, Lucas. Yeah, we, we had a long night, a long day down at the stadium podcast. L- Lucas actually he produces um, you know the Bison's games over on the Bet fifteen twenty as well as part as, part of Odyssey, and we 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 put Lucas to work today. So we just want to thank him. He he did a lot a lot of work for us today. We want to thank. He did a great job. Shout out Lucas. Shout out Sal. And I'm Matt. Thanks everybody for listening to It's Always Game Day in Buffalo. The next time you hear from us, it will be the week of the NFL draft. We'll talk, to you. we'll talk to you then. Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice, and a good polar vortex. Oh, heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details.